Welcome to You, you Need, Need to, to See This, a bi-weekly film podcast about filling in the gaps of our collective cinematic experience. I'm Luce Tomlin-Brenner, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Nick Asunto, and me, Cozy Orlin. Uh, we're comedians, and we're writers, and we love film. If you haven't listened before, uh, every episode, one or two of us presents the case for a film that we think you absolutely need to watch, that other people, for some reason, do not love as much as us. And uh, we convince each other, and hopefully you, to watch these films. Uh, we'll cover everything from lesser-known art house indies to how did you miss this blockbusters. Um <laughs> Nick loves to give Cozy shit because he hasn't seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, I think it's, it's fine. True. Nick thinks it's a really big deal. It's just, it terrifies me. And so, I love watching the terror. And also, neither of you have seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and that also terrifies me. It, my mom thought it was inappropriate when I was a kid. <laughs> I also have reasons. We'll figure it out later. <laughs> so these are the conversations we have. We think we're a pretty good cross-section of the you know, groups of friends and types of people who are out there. So um, today we are going over one, not going over, that does not sound fun. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do a deep, thoughtful, <laughs> analytical Exercise. I'm about... getting the PowerPoint going, which sucks for podcasts, <laughs> but we're doing it anyway. Oh, nothing slide, will please. nothing will be verbal. Everything will be visual. This will be great. <laughs> so we're discussing with great glee and giddiness one of my all-time favorite films, um, 1987's action crime sci-fi satirical thriller. RoboCop. Yeah. Me and Nick are huge, 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 huge RoboCop stands, and Cozy has never seen it, and we've argued about it many times and then stopped ourselves and said we'll discuss this online yes on save air. it for the airwaves <laughs> <laughs> and i love watching people get upset about the fact that i've never seen robocop oh, that already means he's gonna he's gonna drive us nuts laughter we, we're gonna go through all these thoughtful reasons why he should see it and then he's just gonna troll us That's nick knows the format of our show <laughs> that is not the format of our show <laughs> This is about seriously trying to get people to watch films that are meaningful. Here's the thing about Cozy is he is a high, high, high art intellectual about things while also being a goofy silly pants. (laughs) So it's just a matter of convincing him that RoboCop is high art, which it is because it it was directed by the Paul Verhoeven. (laughs) Yeah, you got to say it with the Verhoeven. Ooh, uh, he sounds fancy. Okay. If you know Paul Verhoeven, maybe you're a showgirls obsessive. Uh, maybe you're a Starship Troopers fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, no matter how you slice it, you love a movie of his that all of your friends are like, what now? Because they don't realize the brilliance and subtle satire of mm. Paul Verhoeven. Verhoeven. <laughs> so listen up, kids. Uh, he wasn't the writer of this. The writers are Edward Neumeyer. And Michael Miner. Uh, Edward Neumeyer also went on to write Starship Troopers, so they worked together twice. Um, and this movie stars, well, the best TV dad of all time in one of the most upsetting roles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, watching Red Foreman uh, in yeah. this movie. Is... Red Foreman, Kurtwood Smith, plays uh, oh. Clarence, who is like uh, one of the many villains in RoboCop. And he is ruthless and uh, vicious and bloody and still looks a lot like Red Foreman. I think his first line is, can you fly, Bobby? When he throws the guy. That's right. He does have a very, he's very quippy. Like there's a lot of quippy lines in this movie without it being. um, Yeah, exactly. Except Um, when it is very specifically, which we'll get to. So I want to get into it. But first, since uh, Halloween just ended. Oh my God, Halloween hangover. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I would love to hear from you guys if you got to squeeze in any of our films that we discussed. I, I did. I couldn't. So I was annoyed because I couldn't find the original Halloween online anywhere uh, yeah, on like, any of the streaming platforms. It's like only on Spectrum streaming right now. And it was on AMC Fear Fest multiple times this cable. month. So then I, they then cut I, a bunch of stuff. You don't get to see PJ Soul's tits. It's not the same. Ah, jeez. <laughs> and so I found um, uh, Carrie. I got the Carrie remake rebuttal for like <laughs> for like four bucks to buy it so i was like i'll just buy it and i bought it and i watched it what are your thoughts i uh disappointed i don't want to disappoint you but i didn't like it it doesn't disappoint me necessarily because no one likes it and yeah. i'm just i put this call out into the world to find the one like-minded hardcore feminist and no it, it felt like a like a oh you're being bullied in school let's just murder it. i think that's why i avoided the other one too it's like there was a little bit because she didn't really have a full arc and that bothered me um she really? just yeah she just kind of think so no i didn't well you know what I think is hard for me is that, like, I don't know, reading the book and then watching a movie, I think a lot of people can maybe relate to this, is your brain fills in all of the gaps yeah. that you're like, well, I know exactly what's happening already. So sometimes, unless you're being really diligent about it, it's easy to miss when a movie doesn't fully flush out a character. Yeah. Because it's maybe fleshed out in your mind. Um, I've actually heard other people complain about that with Carrie. That they think it's like excuse for murdering people at school. But everybody sucks. I don't know. I yeah. obviously very anti-school shooting. I don't feel like I should have to say that. Oh yeah. yeah nobody nobody, nobody um, has to say, say that. that. But I do. <laughs> I do think. Just, Pete, what are your thoughts? I do think it's a, <laughs> Oh, oh no! <laughs> the Jesus. one pro, amazing. You're... Sipping his tea violently in the corner. <laughs> Reading about Pokemon. We're gonna have to talk <laughs> He's about a resident uh, psychopath, Peeper. We're gonna have amazing. to fire him later. Um, oh no! I no, just, I'm scared to fire him. I do. No, we can't. He's the best in the biz. Uh, just don't shoot any of us. Anyways, so cut what you need to cut from that, Pete. And I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that high school sucked. Yeah. And that if you don't fantasize about something terrible happening to the people who are actively making your life miserable, then there is something wrong with you. There's there's a huge, huge, meaningful gap between wanting to kill people and killing people. And I do think that a girl who has been like viciously bullied and like abused by her parents, like it's not an excuse to do it, but I don't know. You don't watch that and be like, yeah, I would have loved to see some people that I went to high school with burn alive. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I know. It was just the way they they did like her character beats because I felt like uh, like she was even hurting. She hurt Judy Greer in that scene. Oh, and I was no. Like, she, why? No one's she just, she was Judy so Greer nice any... to her the whole movie. And then I was like, what the? I mean, I guess she technically. Say, I don't know. I think there's something to be said, too, for like the ripples oh. of trauma and how like when you're traumatized, how that can end up yeah, hurting you don't know other people, trust, even and... the people that are good to you. The... And like how important it is to break the cycle of abuse mm -hmm. because of how it ripples onto people who deserve it and don't mm -hmm. deserve it. I mean, my bottom line is no one should hurt Judy Greer because she's great. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, pro hurting Judy Greer, I see. Yes. <laughs> oh, um, well, if anyone else out there did watch Carrie, I would love to hear anyone's advice. You do not have to agree with me, uh, contrary to popular. <laughs> I just, I would just love to hear someone agree with me. You don't have to. I mean, the fact that you convinced a person to watch it means you won, and that's awesome. Okay, that's true. Yeah. Um, Nick, you did convince me to watch uh, Dark City and Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight, but I didn't do it yet. That doesn't mean you no. didn't win. It just means that 
Halloween is like a very intense time for me. And <laughs> yeah. I, my time, there's so many movies. I got overwhelmed. I I'm still going to watch it, sure. though, because I like to make Halloween last. Because right. you didn't watch anything. I didn't see anything that anyone recommended to me. But today I'm going to a horror movie marathon, which also will not involve any of the movies that were recommended Great. to me. Oh, my God. Pete, turn his mic off. <laughs> Cozy. He'll just lean over to mine. <laughs> we all true. know he'd do it. Everyone else does have mics right now. <laughs> well, today let's get into RoboCop and okay. see if we can uh, change anybody's mind. So um, Nick and I have seen RoboCop. Do you remember the first time that you saw it? Yeah. Um, well, I saw the third one first. And I remember what? that very specifically because I was eight years old and me and my brother were both homesick with the flu. And my grandpa was babysitting us, so he took us to a video store and let us rent whatever we wanted. My brother got T2 Judgment Day, and I got RoboCop 3, just because oh. I didn't know. I was What's like, such a bummer about that is that like T2 is actually an incredible sequel, so you're like, cool, sequels are good, and yeah. then RoboCop oh, 3. Is... I still love RoboCop 3. It's ridiculous. How well, many RoboCops are there? There's three. There's three, and then there's but a then series. there's the remake, wow. and there's a cartoon. There's and a then there's a, there was a series, a live-action series that was bad, and then the remake was... No... Stop trying to... There's so many Robocops. I don't want to bash the actor, but stop trying to make that guy a leading man. He's a good like side guy, but stop... It's his cheekbones. Is it? His cheekbones <laughs> could cut through glass, and I feel like yeah. people are like, look, he we got to get his face up there. But he he's Robocop. He's not showing his face. He's wearing a helmet. Except he's for like, at the end when he... All right, I will accept not Showbocop <laughs> as a funny joke. Hashtag not Showbocop. <laughs> yeah, then I, I think I went back and I watched like... I think I watched it for the first time finally freshman year of college okay that's probably around when i saw it too in college yeah. which i'm glad because i don't think i would have appreciated it it's oh God, extremely yeah. bloody yeah which is it's you don't think it's going to be first of all let's hear what cozy's first impressions of because i'll say my my impressions of it which i think and probably a lot of people's totally valid is it's just a dumb action movie robocop yeah. sounds stupid i think we can agree yeah uh, my first impressions on it, I, like already I'm learning so much just from this conversation. Like there are sequels, uh, it's bloody. That's a lot I'm learning. Uh, it's a lot to take in. So I never saw this movie when I was growing up because I think it was it came out in the 80s, right? Mm -hmm. And it was just like an 80s movie that came out. And the only 80s movies I really watched were like the ones on Comedy Central. Porky's. Uh, yeah, Porky's is on there. Meatballs. Zapped. Meatballs I never saw four. Meatballs, uh, but I did see a lot of other ones. Good Lord. Uh, but yeah, it looked kind of like a fine movie, uh, and I just learned eventually it was a classic and never saw it. Okay. Yeah, not not a ton of interest, but it did stand out from being an action movie to me, because it was a robo guy, and every other movie is just a guy with muscles, not a robo movie, so it felt like sci-fi. I was like, I could get a little more into that. Oh, okay. Oh, well, right. yeah, it is, it is sci-fi. Yeah. Well, it is set in the dystopian future, which is now. Ooh, mm -hmm. Okay. And um, a, a crumpling Detroit. <laughs> yeah, that they call old Detroit. And um, here, I didn't do a synopsis yet, but here we go. I'll just read this synopsis for you. Um, in 2028 Detroit, when Alex Murphy, a loving father and good cop, is critically injured in the line of duty, the multinational conglomerate Omnicore sees their chance for a part man, part robot police officer. So the important thing about it is Omnicore owns and runs 
everything. Yeah. And like there is this um, line when the head of the company is talking about um, they're sort of building themselves up. It's like a classic 80s boardroom scene with like a bunch of guys and like two women in insane shoulder pads and like very large glasses um, are talking about how Omni is building a new city, Delta City, mm-hmm. and old Detroit is crime ridden and a thing of the past. And we are going to give back. And you always hear about corporations talking about giving back. Yeah. Um, everything that they're doing as if they also aren't ruining. They're, fix- they're trying to fix the things that it's their fuck up. So right away, I love that about Omnicore. And they basically talk about how they are have taken over what are traditionally nonprofits, and that has been successful for them. Hospitals, prison, space exploration, and now they own the police, which I think is so fascinating because I don't know where privatization was in the 80s. I didn't have a chance to look into it, but this is what we're what is happening now. We're struggling with privatized prisons and space programs. Yeah. Um, oh and even some pro, pro uh, profit hospitals. Yeah. I think yeah. There's like a lot of medical centers now that are like that. That where you could get your own plans. Yeah. With them instead like, of like with the interest healthcare. is like fifty percent interest. Oof. Um. And so the one thing that hasn't been privatized yet is the police, which is kind of crazy because they have their own. Um, I don't know how to else to say shitty standards. Uh, do they need, would a corporation make things worse? They already have like such entrenched. Um, yes. <laughs> toxic <laughs> militaristic attitudes. If, if the moment you put m- trying to make money off of something, Ooh. profiteering off of something behind something that's good, it's instantly is no longer good. Well, that's to, that's if you argue that the police are good to begin right. with. So I'm saying, can it be? I guess yeah. the argument is, can it be worse? Of course it can. Right? Can they make a bad thing good? No. Can they make a bad thing worse? Yeah, always. But you can make it better, but not by privatizing it. Well, and the thing that's really interesting about Omnicore is like they're obsessed with like the future, which as we know in sci-fi dystopias, when you're obsessed with the future, you destroy everything. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, good call. I like that. Um, and so their big... Um, how they think they're going to fix things is with machines. And mm-hmm. they build this like really giant, kind of cuddly shooting machine Aww. that moves like a kitty. What? And I'm going to start our, me and Nick will go into our top five favorite things. And I'm going to start my top five favorite thing with the large machine that they build. That's going to be, it's, um, has like a really great name. It's like the, the ED 209, the enforcement droid, urban pacification. I know it's so fucking gross, but it has these three, it has these little like dinosaur feet. And when it moves, it moves like, and then when it tries to go downstairs, it <laughs> yeah. sort of like taps the stairs like a cat does. And they're trying to figure out if it can go down. I love that scene. It's one of my favorite scenes. Um, I actually tweeted about it. So you might've seen it if you follow us on Twitter, <laughs> need to see pod. Um, so they create that droid, but then there's also, there's like these two warring factions in the business. And so the old guard created that. And then they're like new up and coming, like Coke doing off titties guy who's like 35 asshole guy. He came up with this idea of melding a robot with an injured or dead police officer. And so they, Paul, the main character dies right away in the beginning not a twist it just happens horribly gratuitous really like insane bloody a hand gets blown off a shoulder gets blown off it's extremely bloody and gory they're shooting him for like a good five minutes yeah i mean that's an exaggeration but it feels like a long time it is a long time it's much longer than you would see and one of the critiques of action movies in the 80s was that they were bloodless and that it was encouraging violence because it was just like on the 
good guys shooting bad guys and it was like yeah guns but part of the satire of this is like how long the shooting scenes were and how long the violent scenes were and you're seeing people's bodies being riddled and bouncing and it's even for 30 years ago now it's pretty upsetting Mm. um so all that to say my number one is that i like the robot kitty feet (laughs) but the struggle is between Robot Kitty Feet and uh, RoboCop, Old Guard, New Guard within this large corporation who's running the police. Oh, does does, Robot, does RoboCop hurt the big cat? Oh, uh, no. Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so sad if There's that happens. There's a third act fight, but Aww. we're not really we're not really voting for Big Cat. Also, it does not look like a cat at all. I'm just really obsessed with its feet. Uh, the, okay. There's no tail. There's no ears. It's like a Pokemon it- ball with uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex feet, and it moves oh like a cat. God. They do give it lion sound effects, I believe, too. Like, it roars a lot. Mm. It's weird. I think it does you... kind of roar, mm-hmm. and it has guns. I think you just described the the monster from The Host. <laughs> no. Did you watch The Host? No, oh. but I remember you talking about how it was like seven different animals combined into one with weird shit all over oh, it. Yeah. that's right. Um, so well, what's, rat. what's your number one? I, it actually relates to that. It's, uh, I think the stop motion and the practical effects in this film are incredible. Yes, and that's the, right. All practical effects. And the stop motion of the, what's it? The ED uh, 290, 209 mm-hmm. is so cool. It's so good. But there's like, there's like a scene where it's obviously it needs to be, uh, green screened in. And one of the actors goes introducing the ED 209 and then he moves very far to the side of the frame so that he's not and then like they do the stuff but it's like you it's the thing it still looks amazing Mm. and then the practical effects the gore in this movie is so upsetting yeah the fact that you really see like his arm like bones yeah like flesh hanging off and stuff and it's just it's it's gruesome without being goopy not like horror film gloppy no it feels real yeah yeah and and it's terrible and uh i looked at it phil to company did the uh, stop motion and the special effects on that, I believe. So, what? Are, who are, who have they done before? Uh, he's famous for Jurassic Park. Oh, that makes so much sense. And what exactly is Jurassic Park? Shut up, cozy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. No oh, boy. What's your number two? Um, okay, so my number two. Well, I've written so many, so many notes. I know. I'm looking at um, your notepad. Just if you could see your notepad, it's several pages, it's, and it's a big notepad too. It's not one of those little notepads. It's not like novelty sized. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so because it's a satire, there's the movie opens and closes, and then sporadically throughout with news footage, and there's these two news anchors who are just classic over-the-top 80s, like, big hair, big makeup, big earrings lady. And then, like, a guy who's, I guess, sort of put together, but also, like, really wooden. And they do, like, two different news stories each time they're up. And one of them is, like, always a feel-good story. And so they're always like, ha, 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 ha. And now to talk about the fighting in Jordan. (laughs) And they go into these really intense terrorist attacks, and they don't lose their smiles right away, and they don't quickly shift. And it is very jarring. And then after that, it goes into a fake commercial. And there's like two or three really great fake commercials throughout the movie. And one of them is about a heart machine that they sell like a – stereo system and then the other one is about a board game called Nukem and it's making fun of Battleship and it's essentially being like why are we making family games that are about war oh yeah look he has this as your number four do you want to take that and just do it as your number yeah, two yeah I literally I was getting so excited I was like staring at Luce as she was explaining this because I wrote the exact same thing the satirization of the media in here is awesome but the news stories are so 
it's so fucked up. And the, I wrote down the board game because they do they do like a two second segment on the war that's happening, and then they go now, and then they cut to the commercial, and the board game commercial is like forty five seconds of like kids blowing each other up and getting so so excited. They're like, yeah, kill them. And Just- there's a there's a mushroom cloud effect, yeah. which I feel like is so jarring it's the the way he he does the contrast of just like this very real news segment with the smiles into that fucking commercial Mm -hmm. i love that you you got that too and i never really thought about battleship that came out when we were kids i wasn't allowed to have it and now i'm like this must have been why because the idea is that you're you're trying to kill people teaching children war games so that as you grow up you don't think that war is a problem and instead it's a fact of life Mm -hmm. um Super fucked, and I think that that's a really funny part of this movie that's also really biting. It's a thing that I think Verhoeven does very well. Like, he does that in Starship Troopers, too, with, the, like, the, the the news breaks. Yes. And I love it. It's very funny, um, but also very fucked up. And then <laughs> I'm going to say my third thing is that I just, I love Kurtwood Smith. That 70s show is one of my favorite TV shows. Great and show. Yeah. And honestly, Cozy alone, if you love that 70s show and you haven't seen Kurtwood Smith in anything else, I mean, he's done a lot of stuff in like the 70s and 80s, but this is like his crowning achievement. He's so, he chews up the scenery with his evilness, but at the same time, Mm -hmm. isn't a cartoonish villain. Mm. Like it's still very grounded. And he has a scene where he pulls a grenade. He like pulls a pin out of a grenade with his tongue. And it is like... (laughs) Weirdly sexy, really weirdly <laughs> awful. And again, I gotta say that I feel like it's saying the way that we sexualize violence in movies. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's the whole movie is weirdly right out there in front of you while still playing as an action movie. Like a very successful action movie while also being like, this is fucked. Yeah. Gosh. So number three is again, I still love this movie <laughs> and Kurtwood Smith is dynamite in it. Uh, my number three, I don't have, this is what we split on this, but that is a good call. And I didn't even notice those things. Um, my number three is just RoboCop's dialogue. Cause it's so silly and so ridiculous, but it also like Peter Weller's delivery. That's is, his name. Peter Weller is who plays Murphy who yeah. turns into RoboCop. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, and he's so, he's so good. Just, it's like, I'm going to try to do my impression of him. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. And that's like, he just says these like catchphrases like he's a toy. Yeah, he sounds like a video game a little. He's basically like a toy walking around. And that's the funny thing. I think in the third one, they're selling RoboCop toys too, which is funny. And he's like, they do the catchphrase. Wait, do they keep the satire up in the other ones? I've actually never seen two and three. They do. Oh, I love three. Two is not that great. But fun fact, Frank Miller, the graphic uh, novel writer, he wrote two. Whoa. That is a fun fact. Yeah. Okay. It's like the like first feature writing. he ever wrote, which is interesting. That but is yeah, interesting. I love RoboCop's dialogue. I it's like just silly. your assessment that it does sound like a toy. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, as we talked about later, this is really fucked and maybe something interesting to talk about. But, like, this satirizes movies and, um, you know, relentless consumerism. And then it became just that. Like, it spun off so many sequels, cartoons, live action, so many toys. And so what, what, what does that mean? Like, I just think that's like really interesting that it's almost like the Dave Chappelle thing. Like he left cause he felt like white people were telling his jokes back to him in a way that was actually racist and no longer funny cause it's Ooh. not for white people. Mm-hmm. So what happens when the media is like, we love this now let's consumerize all of it. It's funny. I went to a deep thought about that after the movie where I was like, wow, we have so much great art 
uh, as a result of bashing capitalism, but the art also wouldn't exist without capital. And I was like going through the spiral. I'm like, we're bashing the system. We're like, we're showing the satire, but also it's all part of this circle. And I was like, are we just being distracted by it? Does it make us feel better? Are we all sheep? Oh my God, I'm going into Alex Jones mode. We're all sheep. We're sheep. No. <laughs> Listen, we can... <laughs> Daria said sheep before Alex Jones did. That was an alternative thing to say in the 90s before Alex Jones took it. I don't want to say his name on this podcast anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cut out Alex. Censor that name. Yeah, it's true. We also he, talked about who, it before we started recording. So you <laughs> must not be named. Yeah, Lordy. Oh. Um, well, we can get into that more, but it does stress me out when I think about it, because how do you create something you want it to get to the masses, right? Yeah. You want your message about how things are fucked to get to the masses so that we can all collectively think about it a little more. But then inevitably, if people love something to such a degree, it's going to be marketed upon. Sure, yeah. The uh, boardroom got... Oh, sorry. Yeah, the counterculture is always going to be uh, uh, monetized and eventually sold back to you in a weird sort of bullshit form, lukewarm. Uh, I've seen it with punk culture and everything. Yeah, that so, sounds yeah. like punk yeah. lyrics. Is what yeah, that. it's fucking always going to be the case. Uh, I had a better way of saying it and I lost it mentally, but it's there. Well, we might not be able to solve this today. Yeah. So let's, yeah, let's our, get back to the movie. This is a movie. For reason that we love uh, Robocop. And this just, is like, going off of your line of dialogue thing. Yeah, yeah. There's a point where like a woman is being attacked by two dudes. Um, I wouldn't say it's triggering because nothing, it doesn't get to the point where anything happens, but she is in peril. So uh, she's running from these guys and um, Robocop stops them in time and uh, really maims them in an amazing way and when she runs to robocop because he saved her he says ma'am you have suffered an emotional shock i will notify a rape crisis center mm -hmm. and it's it's so great because it's said in this monotone like you said but it's like wow robocop handled that so much better than the actual police <laughs> yeah, did yeah <laughs> like <laughs> Like, if uh, only the police could be so direct and not be like, so, that outfit you're wearing, right. or why were you out here at night? Like, it was so comforting to have this robot man treat her with dignity. <laughs> um, so I really, really like that part a lot. And uh, it also put me into this mindset of how Omnicore is a bad corporation. They're an evil corporation. Yeah. But they have created this cop who is actually better than cops. And I don't understand the takeaway from that. I think uh, I was reading... Uh you know, that doesn't really apply. But M Miguel Ferrer, who plays the guy who creates RoboCop, he was just like, I guess he was more slimy in the original script, but then they liked the actor. So the they made The him... actor was more slimy? No, the character was more slimy. Uh, of course. And he's yeah, pretty slimy <laughs> in the movie still, but they tried to make him more likable. Uh, even like The guy who creates RoboCop? Yeah. They oh, oh. So oh, I, think, okay. I think the original script had him like just, I think the, the goal was that Alex uh, Murphy, the cop, who becomes RoboCop, that his human side combines with like, like they don't predict that humanity will make him a better. Right. Okay. That needs to come through a little stronger. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because that change they did with the character. Interesting. Okay. Well, what's your number five? Uh, my, or number four, I'm sorry. My number four is, uh, the RoboCop theme itself. That's my number five. <laughs> I should have said, I should have you know, I'll go. Uh, no, I can that's go. okay. Say All it. Right. And then I'll. It's just, it's so good. It's, it's a very similar score to Starship Troopers as well. And it's mm -hmm. the same team. Uh, the, I'm, uh, this is a last name I don't know how to pronounce, but Basil Polidorus is the, uh, uh, does the music in this. And I listened to this score, uh, this theme particular, maybe 10 times the past week since watching it. I'll just be same. sitting around just playing it on repeat because it's just so good. It makes me feel very heroic. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. 
It's somehow, again, I think they do a great job of making a quote unquote action score very purposefully and thoughtfully like we're doing this on purpose Mm -hmm. while also creating an excellent score. It's like very self-aware. Yeah. And also very beautiful. No, I love it. That's my that's my number five. I think it's excellent. And I think it's really underrated and that it should be included in like classic movie scores. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Your number five? My number five is uh, just, this is very silly, but I think Cozy might like it, is the way RoboCop moves is so funny to me the more I stare at it because it's like perfect physical movement uh, because he's a robot and Peter Weller's nailing it. But the way he, the first thing that I noticed is before he turns, his head turns Mm. to look where he's going. And it's a very like, he'll be like doing this, his arms are like going very, very robotic. And then his head just goes... And turns this way, and then the rest of his body pivots with his head. Hmm. And it, every time I, he does it, so many times in the movie, and I was watching it so closely that I was laughing more and more. He's like, so like, I was just like laughing with glee, not like it doesn't look stupid. Yeah, it's not it's cheesy, just, but it is. It is fun. It's really cool. Do you yeah, think like, that's could you him? Is that the actor doing? Yeah, that? that's Peter Weller. And apparently, the suit was very stiff too. Like the, he, uh, I was reading that when he's in the car, he wasn't wearing the bottom because it couldn't, he couldn't fit. That makes sense. So then, whenever he got out of the car, they did a shot of his legs coming out first to like. Oh, yes, they do. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I No, I think it's, I think that kind of acting is really underrated because you, I think I was watching and I'm like, man, how much does he really even do in this he's movie? But he's cast. actually doing all of the physical stuff that makes him look like a really actual real robot. P- Peter Weller has that great voice, but like, and the movement is awesome. And I've watched some other films with him and he's like, he's the exact same in those films where I'm like, oh, he was typecast as RoboCop and he nails it. <laughs> <laughs> Pigeonholed as RoboCop? I guess so. He's like a geolo- uh, geology professor now or something like that. Oh, wow. I love when actors, when you find that out about actors, like yeah. uh, Winnie from The Wonder Years. He's like a mathematician professor now. Oh, that's nuts. Oh, I love The Wonder Years. Great band. Never saw the show. <laughs> uh, so those are our five uh, reasons and tangents that you should watch this movie, including a very impassioned plea for how do we make art successfully without monetizing it? <laughs> There's no way. There's no perfect society. There's no perfect society. So, Cozy, have we convinced you to finally watch RoboCop? Okay, well, here are my five things about RoboCop that I felt and thought during this. Uh, I'm going to take a look. Okay. So first one is uh, at the end, this is a movie about cops and all cops are bad. So I don't know if I'm into it. I will agree with you on on that. And at the end, uh, this is a no spoilers podcast. So we haven't told you anything that is uh, relative. But Mm -hmm. at the end, I was left with a sense that the satire felt like it ended before the third act. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't think that it makes it bad. Uh, I would say that I was also like, Hmm, is this movie pro-cops? It left me with a uh, uh, questioning my... It is. It is. Over the course of the three films, it is a very much like cops... Th- it's pro-good cops. It's not I like pro-all cops. that's the other thing. It's but like it... here that we need to trust the ones who are good job and we need to get the ones who are bad out of there. Sure. But I do think that that's an argument that like uh, Blue Lives Matter people right. use. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. a very and, like, 80s one in a way Yeah, compared and, to now. I mean, did the classic like kind of like liberal movie thing where like the police chief is uh, a black man and like most of the people are people of color and women that work on the police force. So I'm mm. like, well, I am pro this futuristic police force where there isn't any toxic masculinity. It's sort of like a parallel universe. Yeah. Police, which I do think is problematic in that it convinces us that police <laughs> aren't terrible. Right. Uh, all, all dystopian cops are bad. All robo cops are bad. Hashtag a R cab. Is that what R- it is? R cab. Hashtag R cab. Um, okay, my second thing is that uh, I can't think of anything I'm less afraid of than old technology. 
And RoboCop was made in the 80s, so to me, he's old technology. So <laughs> Is that about nothing... being afraid of him, You're right. Though. I realized when I said it, I was like, movie. afraid is the wrong word. I know. I felt that. That's I think you'd point. actually appreciate, because while the technology is like 80s, mm-hmm. it's not cheesy. It's comforting. I feel yeah. like it reminds me of all of our collective excitement about what the internet might bring us. Oh, sure. I love those. I think you would actually like it. That's cool. I do like that. Yeah. I don't know why I wrote Afraid. That is really weird. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Um, my third thing is that a cop w- uh, created by a corporation is the good guy in the focus of this movie. And that feels very strange to me. That sounds like a perfect villain. Well, that's I've- the satire of the film is like they, they, this corporation, not to, I just I'm so desperate to get you to watch we, this. We that, really like, need you to watch it. Sure, like, I can tell. That like they fuck up. They're like, oh no, no, we're gonna make a ton of money off of this right. guy. And then they're like, he fights I don't want to spoil he No, but he also because of his humanity, he doesn't want to do what the corporation wants sure. him to do. It's almost like he triumphs not the corporation. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's kind of it's a little like a, a Wolverine X Men thing where it's like we built a war machine and now he has feelings and he hates that we did this to him. Yeah, except his adamantium's on the outside of his oh, body. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also, this is very similar to uh, the next episode we're gonna do. Yes, which is all about <laughs> X Men. No, it's not. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to do the uh, voice from the arcade game, the uh, 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 X Men thing, but never. Uh, never mind. Point is, focusing on thing number three. Thing number three is that. Uh, this isn't this isn't a negative or positive. It's just a thing I saw. Uh, do you guys remember that movie uh, that they made? A bunch of different movie people made it, uh, and it was all different segments about RoboCop. And what? Yes, I do. Yeah. What? Can you it's, say what that was called? Because I forgot. I forget what it's called, but they, they've done this with like Raiders of the Lost Ark as well, where it's like a bunch of people get together and they all film a scene and then it gets cut together. So just fans film the scene the best they can. It's kind of like Sweeting oh. from... Um, yeah. From um, Be Kind Rewind. Yeah, Be Kind Rewind. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's there was, really um, cool. An episode of Bob's Burgers where each scene they had a different animator oh do it, and it's a whole that. episode all in different that animation really styles. Fun. It that's, lets a lot of people like sounds amazing breathe their Thrive. creative breaths. I love that. That's so neat. the oh, sorry, go for it. Oh, I just said that's neat. It I, is I'm, neat. Thank you for telling me. I didn't know that, that existed. Yeah. So the one thing that I've ever seen from RoboCop is one specific scene from that movie, and that is the scene. <laughs> And that I think it was number forty-two or something like that. It's the it's the infamous. It's a scene where a thousand men are shot in the dicks, which is incredibly like it's not a scene in the movie. Well, okay, well it makes fun of a scene. I think it makes fun of that uh, that rapist scene in it the does. movie. It does. It does. Yeah. And and then it becomes a joke on it because it's made by funny people. And so in this scene, one person shot in the dick, and then another person, and another person, and people keep getting shot in the dicks, and it's so terrifying that all you can do is laugh it's like tarantino level like wacky violence where it's just a thousand squibs of of dicks exploding and it's terrifying but incredibly funny to me and that made me want to see the movie a little more oh great nothing that you and i did nick oh (laughs) all that work and time (laughs) oh god it's really paying off all those hours all those printed pieces of paper uh number four for me is that i do uh, uh is Oh, wow, we already got to number four. Number five is that I do love that 70s show, and I do love Kurtwood Smith. I loved seeing him in an episode of Soap once, which is a beautiful show that you should all watch from the 70s. And yeah, so Soap's good. great. Soap is so good. Uh, so I would see it for Kurtwood Smith, and I would see it for a lot of other things. Um, here's my bottom line, though. Does RoboCop hurt Judy Greer? 
No. no. Rudy Greer nobody, is safe. Good, because nobody should hurt Judy Greer. So, Hashtag okay. nobody hurt Judy Greer. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, so wait, have we convinced you to watch it? Yeah, I would see RoboCop based on all of this. Uh, yes. I can see some good in the satire. I can see some good in some uh, cat things. and Yeah, there's a lot there. Does the streak continue? I think so. The last we got you to agree to some of the Halloween. Yeah, movies. he'd watch the Paul Rudd one. I would watch the Paul Rudd Halloween and the mask one, and maybe one more. I think. Yeah, the hospital continues. one. Oh yeah. So then, and what about you? Said you might watch Suspiria 1977. Yeah, I definitely would check that out. I'm okay. very down with that idea. All right, we're I'm more of a. Mic. This is going great. I'm, yeah, we, uh, more we're doing a good job. What about out there? Are, have we convinced you to watch RoboCop Universe? Yes, tell us. Let's blues clues this. <laughs> we'll wait, and everyone will not respond. Is that what happens? Oh, right. Yes. I was like, did people hashtag on Blue's Clues? Let's try it. Did you like it? And that's where you're supposed to say, yeah, we want to see it. And then we say, good job, kids. And then, (laughs) oh, this bit was worth it for that alone. Uh, Really great Blue's Clues impersonation, Nick. If you've got a good Blue's Clues impersonation that you want us to hear, please hashtag need to see pod. Also... We have social media channels now. It took us the month to make them, but they're out there. So you can hashtag or you can at us on Twitter, mm-hmm. need to see pod. And you can Instagram us, need to see pod. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's on Facebook. Yeah, you I'm... can like our page on Facebook or join our Facebook group. Yes. The Facebook group The Facebook group is good for discussing films. The page is where we just post all of our updates. So. Yeah. Um, that's where we are. Uh, what did everybody see recently? Is there anything you guys want to recommend? Yeah, I, I just watched All of Living With Yourself. On oh, Netflix Paul Rudd. With, yeah, Paul Rudd. Oh, back yeah. Back. I love the poster. They have posters for that all over town and it's, uh, I think it's cute. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I adored it. It was like... It's as good as it looks. The preview was very good for yeah, it. Yeah, and it just, it made me like... Like I'm sitting there, I was relating to him. I'm like, oh my god, do I have depression? Like watching this, <laughs> he's just no. It's just like it's it's somebody's in a rut in their life, and like it's a really it's very relatable. He's in a Paul Rutt. It's a Paul Rutt. Mm, it's a oh, Paul Rutt movie. Goodness, <laughs> I really do hate puns. I don't know why they keep coming out of my face. I think at some point you're going to have to admit that you like puns. Oh. You're pulling on puns, puns, pigtails in recess. You're sticking a toad down <laughs> puns's skirt. Yeah, I, I hate them because I'm so good at them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Did you see anything that you want to recommend to the people, Cozy? Uh, here's what I want to recommend to folks. Uh, it's the beginning of November right now, and I want to recommend doing National Novel Writing Month, which is an amazing thing that I've been doing for since college. I've been doing it for like 12 years or something. NaNoWriMo. NaNoWriMo, National yeah. Novel Writing Month. Uh, so, yeah, you write a full novel in the month of November, and, you know, it's keeping accountable, and it's it's a way to make yourself do something. So what I do... Is I write the beginning of a different short story every single day in November, and I send it out to an email list of people, and it keeps me writing new beginnings. It's exciting. It reminds me that I'm good at like writing fiction. So everyone should do that. Go do cool things. And I'm on that list, and sometimes I I try to finish his stories. It's kind of like what I do on this to you. (laughs) Yeah, where I just I troll, I ruin his stories. Because it's fun for me. I love it so and much. And he, yeah, he always replies with, I love it. It's so good. God, I do not understand straight male culture. <laughs> this is not normal. You cannot, you just can't troll Cozy. You guys are. That's very fair. That is so fair. I want everyone to go watch Parasite, uh, but only if you're uh, working class, middle class, or poor as shit. Uh, this is a movie against rich people. If you're rich and you say you like it, I don't fucking believe you. And I want to stab you in the chest. <laughs> um, I thought it was a fine movie. 
Cozy, I'm the only person who said that or like felt that way. like it as much, but I think it's because Cozy is surrounded by the proletariat, which is the only right way to live. <laughs> uh, I unfortunately have had to spend too much time with people who make an ungodly amount of money they don't deserve and they don't realize how much money they have and it sucks. Yeah. So I was like violently shaking towards the end of the film oh, and wow. like had tears in my eyes and then got in a fight with my very, very sweet quiet kind boyfriend who did not do anything except for ask me if I wanted to get a drink afterwards (laughs) I was like I can't be around all these people with their money $15 cocktails what are we doing with our lives I just had like a full on nightmare and then I started my period the next day so part of it is the movie and part of it is hormones which are real for some people who experience them that way and that's my experience anyways if you have something that you want to recommend to us please recommend them we've gotten a lot of really cool recommendations on our Facebook page and on our Twitter and there's like a lot of more things we have to watch now. There's so many (laughs) movies. There's too many movies. There's too many movies and we can't watch them all. That's our tagline essentially but we're trying uh, we're shuffling through them for you so uh, please keep up with us online. We're enjoying all of your recommendations. Um, So you can follow me at LTB Comedy on Instagram and on Twitter. Nick? You can follow me at NickJS on Twitter. Cozy? Uh, you can come to my comedy shows in LA. I have several of them and I've plugged them before. Excellent. And if you <laughs> need Cozy to get a message, you can get at me or Nick. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, uh, Or you can hit it up as pager. The pager number for Cozy is 482-99-COZY. <laughs> I'm accepting carrier pigeons. <laughs> There's oh, a hutch. There's geez. a hutch in my apartment. <laughs> it really smells in here. <laughs> <laughs> this is in our apartment, in my apartment. <laughs> um. So okay, we're going to we we would love it. Listen, listen up, okay. <laughs> We're a new podcast and we really appreciate all the love from our like friends and family. And I think we're just now broaching a couple of strangers listening. And like we really want more strangers to listen because we can't just bug the people that we care about. We are really doing this for everybody. <laughs> well, I'm doing it just to talk to you two about movies. <laughs> I'm doing it for myself. I don't know if other people are in the room right now and I don't care. Oh, wow. <laughs> Stream male culture, am I'm I right? a monster. <laughs> uh, so listen up. We want everybody to get a chance to uh, get in on this conversation with us. So if you have Apple, if you're subscribing through Apple Podcasts, please uh, subscribe to us, rate us, and review us. The five stars and the rating what that does is bump us up in the almighty algorithm algorithm which took me five to six weeks to learn how to say correctly only a few episodes jesus christ okay so (laughs) we need to be boosted though we live in a uh, a world of robots who don't care about us as much as robocop does and we have to game the system so you just you just throw up something that's like cool pod dudes and you know what we'll read it on the air i'll give you an example of a really great review here that we got a five-star review from um hashtag teamatic wife i'm convinced i love the banter between the hosts and they give great recommendations for movies tv and comedy shows throughout the episode uh so thank you so much teamatic wife uh we appreciate that review and if you send us a five-star review we'll read that on the air and you can hear your weird name (laughs) out on the airwaves i have a weird name too so i get it um (laughs) this person was born team attic wife yes i I knew a couple teen attic wives it's so popular in the 80s it's like a very trendy baby name because there's that movie that came out team attic wife oh yeah hashtag team attic (laughs) i don't recommend it though so we'll never discuss it starring james spader 
actually, if it was, I would watch it because he's so sexy and everything in the eighties. <laughs> I heard he licked a hand grenade. <laughs> Wait, no. No, that's uh Kurtwood Smith. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening to another episode of You, you Need, Need to, to See This. this.